Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the State of Play podcast, episode 101. Obviously, a lot has happened um, in the past week regarding transfers as things are wrapping up as soon as season starts. I know Liga Un starts this weekend. We're already seeing um, uh, – I'm not even going to try and pronunciate uh, the, the Super Cup over in France because I always botch that stuff, so at least I admit to it. But today – I can pronounce this name, no problem. Pepperisha is back with me. It's just the two of us. Uh, Trophée de, des champions. Is that is that not it? Yeah, I knew. I yeah, no. I I I know how what the title of it. I just I'm not gonna you know insult myself. I'm not gonna. Insult a great the goal French by Jeka to win it. I didn't watch it, but uh, it was yeah, a great sorry goal. If anyone takes offense to my pronunciation. Great goal. I thought I saw PSG fielded quite a few like unknown names and youngsters so perhaps they're not taking it i mean hey maro Cardi once again total flop total no show with that i mean you would think you would think he'd be able to at least feast and how about this and tell me if you disagree with this Go on. mario balotelli much better legal in korea than maro Cardi. oh yeah 100 percent. that's no doubt he was so that. good for nice right like yeah, you remember yeah. he was very good that was arguably his best that was his like revival medicine. right it was. It was the mini revival, and then, um, and then you know, <laughs> you know, he's in Turkey right now, where uh, tons of fans are obsessed where he was. Uh, so yeah. Anyways, I mean, we had a bunch of stuff um, happen um, within the transfer before we get to that, but we always want to mention how it is nomination time for the FCAs. So we just want to get that out there. All you guys have to do is we have the voting um within the description of the episode all you have to type out on twitter is i am voting for at state of play pod in the fcas you have to tag the podcast and the fcas and put down the hashtag best international podcast because that's what we're going for because we cover a bunch of international topics as you will see today um also fifa rankings came out did you see those i didn't who's who's top is it belgium again it is. <laughs> is it? <laughs> England ahead of Italy. Um, oh, yeah, as you do. Uh, yeah. Hey, USA and Mexico round out the top 10. It's USA 9, Mexico what? 10. So, um, as always, the USA rankings, are ranked yeah. number 10. <laughs> what? Ranked rank number 9 ahead of Mexico. Rightfully so ahead of Mexico, but... In 9 and 10. Again, that is I mean, look, yeah, no. They're they're always far too high. You know, Mexico is always that country that's way too high for whatever reason. Is but them, I digress. Switzerland they're always way too high, aren't they? More more winning. I know. Before we have to get to these topics, I, there's more winning for me, Pat. I wish they won the gold cup in extra time with their season. Yeah, more winning, man. And Italy, the hundred meters in the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend I knew who Marcel Jacobs was prior to this. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pat myself on the back for that. There was a split of the high jump record as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, pet the biggest story going around in Europe right now and inside the Premier League is Harry Kane not deciding to show up to Spurs training. Um, the Telegraph is saying he's in Florida currently and he's gonna be in <laughs> training at the end of the week. But what's your overall sentiments about this? Because Again, we see this happen a lot in American sports and players aren't really as protected a lot. There's no players union within football in Europe, especially. Um, Yeah. What is your sentiments outside being an Arsenal fan, loving that their best player is not showing up to training, which is going to be, you know, behind the eight ball, um, so to say, when he comes back, because listen, he doesn't look that great physically anymore. Um, and, And honestly, 
when he's coming into training late, his conditioning is going to take him a couple of weeks. And then there's going to be the international break again. We might, might, we might not see Harry Kane really get back into the swing of things until late September. So hmm. if he's with Spurs, what's your overall sentiments about this? And, you know, are you okay with Harry Kane now showing up to training? As an Arsenal fan, I'm more than okay with this. However, if I was a Spurs fan, I would be irked by this a little bit. I mean, the thing is as well, right, Martino, he's got three years left. There was probably some sort of gentleman's agreement, some sort of break clause, which isn't really a break clause, but kind of a gentleman's one, where you say, okay, look, if we're not in the Champions League or if we're not, um, if we're not competing for trophies, then I'm allowed to leave if the, the price is fair. And I think that's a very fair thing to do, right? Um, however, that being said, we still don't know the full story, right? We don't know if Harry Kane's handed in a transfer request, if that's been rejected. We don't know if he said to Daniel Levy, look, I want to, I want to leave. Can you sell me? And I think it's very difficult for me to say sentimentally whether or not I quote unquote approve of this or not. Because I don't know the full story. And I think it's very difficult to say, hey, uh, Harry Kane, you're, do- you're in the wrong here. But realistically, we don't know what the, the, the story behind this is. And look, like players a hundred times in the past have asked to leave. You know, Wilfred Zaha, Alexis Sanchez. The issue is these players have big contracts and they have yeah. years on them and they're tied down to them. Like, Look at Jack Grealish, for example. He signed a new deal recently and now he's going to have to be sold for 100 million pounds that's what it's taking to get him out of Aston Villa and I think with Spurs the only thing that a buying club in City has in its favour is that next year he'll have two years left and next year he'll be going on 29 and he'll be one step closer to kind of whenever Harry Kane's body decides to give in he could easily be a guy who who starts really declining like yeah, he he could fall off a cliff at you know thirty two, thirty three. Like this, this is a guy who's who's put his body like through it for club and country over the last uh, several years, and um, he's not kind of naturally the best athlete. So it's it's it remains to be seen how long he will be at this level for. But but overall, I think it's just something that needs to happen, right? Like he needs to move. Uh, Spurs are in the midst of a massive rebuild. I mean, like they have to set I a saw... precedent about this. The club's greatest ever player of the past 30 years. Right. Or, you know, I, I'm not that well-versed in Spurs history, but come on. I mean, how many players have been better in Spurs uniform than Harry Kane? You have to do right by him. You have a new director in here. You're kind of going long younger, as you mentioned, in terms of a rebuild, you have to do right by him at a good age. And it also benefits you at the same time, because as you mentioned, he could easily fall off a cliff. Yes. He was top scorer last season, but it could easily get worse. Like we see his deficiencies as an athlete. He's, he's not top tier athlete. He's not elite. He's an elite striker of the ball. He's top tier technically, but pet that only lasts you so long. And how many times do we have to read and see about the premier league being this physically daunting task for these players? How much longer is it really going to have at that? And it would be wise for Daniel Levy to treat one of his best players ever the right way. And to also cash in on him while he's still yeah, playing. And, and, and look, like City at this point, right? We know they've got unlimited money, but in terms of actual transfer activity, City have already made fifty million pounds this window off of players that don't even have never really played for City that much. They're yeah. going to make another fifty million pounds off similar players 
where their loanees, you know, the likes of Angelino who have who have gone on permanent transfers and so on and mm-hmm. so forth, um, they're going to make about a hundred million pounds from all these yeah. players that they're selling from a loan perspective. Yeah. So if you're the city management and you're like, okay, we can spend a hundred million net and have Kane and Grealish, and not touch any of our squad players, suddenly that looks like a very, very, very tasty proposition, doesn't it? So on on one hand, you have a team that doesn't want to sell but know they're going to lose 50 million in value for next summer. On the other hand, you have a team that this this opportunity might only come around once, right? Like next summer, you don't know, will Lukaku still be at, City, uh, at Inter? And will City be in for him? Will City be in for Haaland? Will Dusan Vlahovic have an amazing season at Inter if he, if he replaces Lukaku and then goes on to bigger pastures? You know, will... X, Y, and Z striker breakout and be amazing and City suddenly... Will Lautaro Martinez go to City? Do you know what I mean? Like, this, for yeah. Kane, it might be his only shot and it might be Levy's only shot to get £100 million plus for him. And this might be the only opportunity where City have this kind of excess of huge abundance of cash to spend on the player. They have because usually, Yeah, but usually they never spend more than £50 million on a player. 50, 60, that's like kind of the limit, isn't it? Yeah, and, and think about the leverage now, right? So say Lukaku, which we will discuss later on in the show. Lukaku goes for 120, 130 million euros, right? Chelsea sees a window of an opportunity. They want to reward Thomas Tuchel for what he did, winning their second ever Champions League, right? We see Real Madrid's restrictions. We had Adrian on last episode and what that truly means. Think about this, Pet. Erling Holland available next summer, 75 million pounds, uh, euros. What do you think City's going to be able to do? They'd be like, okay, either take our offer now for Harry Kane or go kick rocks because you're not going to get an offer like that from Real Madrid. PSG certainly not going to do that and say, hey, why not go for the younger? And who knows, maybe in a year's time, I personally think I, w- I would easily have Holland over Harry Kane at this point. And it's no disrespect oh. to Harry Kane, right? And, and this is just me being respectful. Um, why, like, City City will just be like, fine, that's easy to pay the 75 million euros. That's going to be almost at half of what Daniel Levy is going to be asking for, right? Especially with the conversion with, with pounds. So, so for me, Daniel Levy's hands are tied here, and he's got to stop this, you know, shrewd business. And, and at the same time, too, like I was talking about with precedence, Pet, think about other players that are going to be wanting to come to Spurs and see how they're treating their best ever player and with his wishes to leave. After... You know, maybe it could have been a gentleman's agreement, but we also saw with the Amazon documentary when Jose Mourinho was there, Pet, you saw the ambitions of what Harry Kane wanted. He wants to be top, top tier, winning all these trophies. He's worried about his legacy, man. Like, that, that's very real. And his legacy isn't going to get any bigger at Spurs right now. At this point, he's, he's just going to look like a worse version of Francesco Totti or an even better version of Antonio Di Natale. And it's no no disrespect. No, no, no. Like, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Like, that's what it is. A player that had a great career, great numbers, but didn't win shit. Does he want that? No. And I don't think he deserves that. He deserves much better because he's, he's that good of a player. He's that good of a player. And you're right. He's done all as he, all as he can. All that he can. Yeah. <laughs> from a Spurs perspective. And from an England perspective as well. Like... He's been unlucky to not be a trophy winner with England to, to some extent in terms of being relatively close twice. Um, who knows, that might change in the future. But it, he's had a slightly unfortunate career in terms of coming back from injury in, in, in two cup finals, Champions League and yeah. League Cup, and not being able to really <clears throat> influence either of them. Um, 
but it's time for him to move if he wants trophies like the thing about it is right i look at jack Grealish and i look at harry kane and i always think and i make this analogy a lot what is lebron james's most worthwhile and famous achievement as a basketballer and his most important title basketball is hilarious but um, it's beating the 73 one warriors easily yeah yeah with his hometown club in ohio what mm-hmm. is dirk nowitzki's proudest and biggest achievement it's winning a title with his franchise club the one that he led and, and put on his back and beat you know the first super team ever so i kind of think sometimes with you know greedish harry kane they might be looking up the table and might be thinking like look they're going to go there and they're going to you know with those two players they'll romp the league they'll be in the at least the semi-finals of the champions league they'll have the chance to win a, a treble quadruple right you're, you're taking the most creative player in the premier league and adding him to the, the most deadly striker in the premier league and maybe the world they're going to mm-hmm. sweep up and so i know it doesn't it's not always like that it doesn't always have like sure. like happen like that in in in, in you know in reality but considering how strong City's defence was last season, it's going to be a tough ask for anyone to beat them. Anyway, I, I, like, I, can't, I kind of think of it as like, if you're Harry Kane, is it better, is it more important for you to win a cup or a Europa League with Spurs than winning a couple of Premier League titles with City where you're like the best team by ever? And again, with Jack Grealish, would he have more pride and would his legacy be more ingrained if he took Aston Villa right? Aston Villa to the Champions mm-hmm. League or to Europa <clears throat> yeah. League and did something with that club because they're, they're building quite nicely, right? Sure. Would that Leon be more Bailey worthwhile to him? Leon Bailey, Emi Buendia, some really good signings. If they, if, if, is that import, more important to them than a couple of league titles where you're like the, you know, the fourth, fifth best player? It's a tough conversation, isn't it? It's a, but, it's but, an when you, but, but when you made it to the Champions League final and then you revert back to, hey, is it going to be the Europa? Like it's, you know what I'm saying? To be that close... It's to, to me, I, th- I totally agree with your point. I totally think it's a valid question that he's probably asking himself. But ultimately, it comes down to, did I give it my all for Spurs and did I do everything? And dude, like he signed a six-year deal when most players would have walked, right? For a club that's notoriously known as like not elite, they don't win trophies like that. For me, I think he just cares about winning. I don't think, I don't think he cares where he does it now. I truly don't. And and that's kind of why I, I think we see him not showing up to training. I think he's using every single bullet in his clip and emptying it on Daniel Levy to get him the hell out of there. Because I, I, I don't think he cares, man. Because you know what? History frowns upon champions differently. It, it's just, what did you win? Not where you won it. It's what you won, right? And And that gets lost a lot in the context of these conversations. We talk about it all the time. We look at a lot of it. All right. Did you win a Premier League title? Yes. Okay. On top of your stats. That's all it is. That's what it comes down to. And, you know, there, and I do think there's a large contingent of the Spurs community and fan base that says, listen, we know what we are as a club. Harry's done more than enough for us. We're okay with him leaving at this point. And I think the anger is all shifted at Daniel Lee. There's no way that they're going to get as angry at Harry Kane as they would at, at Dan. No, because Kane Kane should have and could have left many times. And I guess same thing with Jack Grealish, right? Like they've stuck yeah. through with exactly. the club for a long time and they've not won anything. But hey-ho, let's, yeah. let's see what happens. The reality of it is they're both probably going to go to City for £100 million a pop and that's going to be it for the, <laughs> the, the Premier least, League. At the very least for Harry Kane. 
Yeah, I mean, so... the thing is as well, for the City, if you're spending £125 million net on those two players, it's almost a bargain. I know it sounds weird, but if you're selling like the likes of Angelino, etc., Pedro Porro, etc., etc. I mean, even saving wages on guys like uh, Sergio Aguero as Sergio well. Sergio Aguero, um, you know, the big contracts of old of Yaya Torre and David Silva. You can see Fernandinho like, leave as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, poten- yeah, potentially him leaving as well. Um I just, I just think it's a no-brainer for players. Well, I mean, I've, I've kind of debated with myself to some extent about the players, but it's the, the no-brainer for both clubs. Like, if you can turn Jack Grealish money into Emi Buendia, Leon Bailey, and forty million pounds, that's that's mm-hmm. pretty good going, isn't it? Yep. Right. But uh, yep. anyway, one thing I wanted to ask you and pick your brains mm-hmm. on: kind of a merry-go-round going on in Italy, combined with the Premier League. Romelu yep. Lukaku, subject to a, about a hundred million euro plus bid from Chelsea. Dusan Vlahovic and Joachim Correa potentially replacing Joaquin, him. Yeah. Uh, Joaquin Correa from Lazio and Fiorentina, respectively. Uh, the Fiorentina forward Vlasovic was like probably one of the breakout stars in Italy last season. Scored was it twenty one goals? Uh, he's Correct. still twenty one years old. Yeah. Looks a real, real talent. Physically immense. He I can't think of him as, on the contract. It, it looks like a no brainer for pretty much anyone, let alone entering their financial struggles. So talk to me about this kind of merry go round of forwards. Just before we resume the episode, we just want to get a word in from our sponsors. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston. Do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're going in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job. From the leaders in the male grooming industry join the two million men worldwide who trust manscape and get your rocket ready to take off by going to manscape.com for 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code 90 min 20 that's nine zero min two zero and don't forget to put that code in when you go and sign up and grab your lawnmower 4.0 on top of the performance package let's be honest guys we have a lot of work to do because we've been inside during this whole time of the pandemic we might be staying in a little bit longer with the delta variant coming in the lawnmower 4.0 has a 4k led spotlight where you can turn on and off if needed the most precise shave throughout your travels across the universe the performance package 4.0 also includes the weed whacker it's like having a little astronaut chop your worst weeds up in your nose and ear areas because we know we get hair in odd fucking places so you just gotta put that shit up in there and then you'll be all right once you do that um but yeah the weed whacker is also waterproof it uses 9000 rpm motor power 360 degree rotary dual blade system that doesn't get fancier and more space than that this nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology which helps prevent snicks snags and tugs in those delicate holes of yours so remember Get 20% off free shipping with the code 90min20 at manscaped.com. 90min20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code 90min20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. This podcast is also brought to you in affiliation with SoRare, the global blockchain fantasy game. SoRare is a fantasy game of soccer or football where players buy, sell, and trade and manage a virtual team with digital player cards. If you use our link in the bio, buy five new cards from the primary market, both individual cards and bundles, then you get one free rare card. 
we know all the time even during episodes pet goes and tries to bid for other nft cards during this time and especially during this episode so be sure to sign up by using the link in the description of the episode as always best of luck everyone and now back to the episode So do you want to get to the forwards or stick with Romero as well as I could mention that, but oh, we could do yeah. the forwards first because Romero sticking forwards. with Spurs. Okay. Let's so forwards, forwards, first and then go forwards first, Correa, good player. Lazio, very stingy. Lotito is very, very, very similar to Daniel Levy with the <laughs> amount of money that he asked for within transfers. Milinkovic Savage, if you remember off of one or two good seasons, listen, great seasons, albeit a couple years ago, asking for 110 million euros. That's what he does. And he's not going to sell very easily to a rival. And secondly, I'll say this. We thought, Pet, just a couple weeks ago, that the Hikimi sale was going to be enough for Inter to cover all their costs. There's a reason that they're going to be willing to accept all this money for Lukaku over to Chelsea because of the simple fact is that they cannot afford to reinvest that much. And Comiso has been sitting there with his demands asking for 60 million euros for a player that has two years left on his contract. How much money can they truly reinvest in this? The main rumor that DiMarzio is reporting is that it's actually going to be Duvan Zapata as the main transfer target for them. He's already 30 years of age, didn't have a good season last year, especially by his standards, by the goal scoring output that happens at Atalanta. I thought there was a bit of a decline there. Correa isn't a direct replacement as well for Lukaku. He's more of a center forward, a second striker. He would be a better replacement if Lautaro Martinez were to leave. Uh, By the way, I'm sure we'll probably be discussing that with you. If those rumors keep on recycling, we'll see what happens. Um, He has not renewed his contract, by the way. So there has been rumors over the past uh, year or two that he could be sold for a crazy amount of money, and Arsenal is one of those teams involved in that. But still... Correa isn't a direct replacement for Lukaku. And also, I mentioned this, I've talked to a lot of Inter fans and not only Inter fans, Serie A fans about this. Listen, no matter who Inter sell at this, who, no matter who Inter get in for Lukaku at this point, will not even be close to the replacement that they could put in for him right now. That fits their system, that helps that strike partnership with Lautaro Martinez, that dominates physically like any other player, speed-wise especially. Strength is there with Vlahovic, but given that, Um, He had one great season, though. It's just 21 goals. There isn't a guarantee that he makes that switch, and he's a great player there. There's a lot of risk involved in this, and also on top of it, Pet, they can offer a good amount. They could offer playing in Champions League football. You played a big club with Inter, but how many players truly want to go there? You already see the manager jump ship. You see a new manager come in, but he's already lost one of the best uh, right backs in world football, the best right wing back, as we like to call him here on the State of Play podcast. Again, Inter's really put in this difficult situation. For Chelsea, no-brainer. There's this emotional tie to Lukaku. I posted the video yesterday of that last shot that he had with Chelsea was saved by Manuel Neuer in the UEFA Super Cup about a decade ago. Totally different player, right? So now, what, what are we looking at, Pet? We're looking at someone that wants to go back to the Premier League, which he has a lot of critics, including yourself, He wants to go and redeem himself. He's at the peak of his powers. He hasn't looked better in his career. And Chelsea needs a striker. They could sell Tammy Abraham. Tammy Abraham's also rumored to go to Atalanta potentially. That could be around 40 million euros. They just had that massive sale of Christian Romero. For me, no-brainer for Chelsea. I think you actually do that. For Inter, this this is very, very dangerous. 
And we've talked about it on this podcast. Do not be shocked if Conte jumps ship and then we see a domino effect. There was a reason why Antonio Conte left. And it's not because of his usual brash self. It is because he saw the writing on the wall. I know people that have strong ties to the club and Javier Zanetti. And they said it was very bad. They couldn't even try and celebrate their first title in a decade, Pet, because they knew what was about to happen. And this is what's about to happen. They're losing their best striker in a decade. They lost their best fullback in a decade. And they lost their best manager in a decade. All after winning the title, Pet. This is this is unprecedented. This is absolutely insane. This is this is really catastrophic. And this hurts their top four chances because Serie A at the top pet is very strong now. Mm-hmm. If they miss out on the Champions League, they lose even more money there. And it becomes more and more dangerous. And there's a Delta variant out there that could potentially shut down stand, uh, fans in the stadium. It, it could get even worse. So Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, you've got Milan who are improving year on year. You've got Juventus who will not be as bad as they were last season, especially with Max Allegri at the helm. And I guess, you know, potentially Locatelli coming in. Um, you've got then a, a clutch of teams, probably Napoli as well, being up there, and then you've got teams like you know Lazio, Roma, um, who, who are going and Atalanta, of course, who are going to be up there and really challenge. And not that Inter are definitely not going to get in there, but you know you use Lukaku, you lose Lautaro Martinez on top of Hakimi, and suddenly that starting eleven looks a lot lot poorer. I mean, to talk about Lautaro for a bit. Martino mm-hmm. linked to Arsenal, which I think would be, I mean, an amazing signing for us if we could sign him. But um, seems one that's unrealistic. But two years left, not signing a new deal. Because somehow offload Lacazette or Bellerin. <laughs> I mean, Bellerin is, is one of those names strongly linked to Inter as well for the replacement yeah. of Hakimi. Some replacement he would be that very would be. frustrated with his finishing. I'll just say that you'd love everything he does outside of that. Finishing is just, oh my goodness. Never seen a man think so much in two seconds. So, oh. <laughs> but, but still, I, th- I think there is that window of opportunity. It would have to be a Lukaku sale first. For me, that... the thing is, though, if you're into, you mm-hmm. can't reject 130 million euros. And if you get Vlahovic for what? F- if, but, 40, but we don't know how much they could reinvest, man. That's the thing. But they have to buy another striker, right? Like, they, have no way... to, they have to, but the demands are going to be 60 million euros. Yeah, so you make 80 million profit, you downgrade need, in terms of quality a, a little bit. More. They still need to send a lot more to United, and there's a percentage of the resale that has to yeah. go to United. Yeah, that's so true. So we're talking about, okay, even, even more off the top of that transfer, right, on top of what they have to cover debt-wise. And then you're looking at how much. There's a reason why Zapata's at the top of the list for some of these guys, for, yeah. for Inter, excuse me. And Atalanta, you know Atalanta would do it in a second easily they're already linked to tammy abraham what does that tell you right that they are not going <sighs> to splash out so i have this question for you then lukaku to chelsea he scores a lot of goals in the premier league i think the criticism was at its core that he's not as good as he should have been there and yeah. i understand it's, that well Maybe... i think i think the criticism is more when he was at united of course, of right, course. Because, because, they, they because expect- I, I think what he did at you know, Everton and West Brom was really great. But I think mm-hmm. when you get to a team of United's calibre, you, you need to do more than, than what he did, right? So that's been that's been the criticism levelled off. And I think he you know, for him it's 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 a chapter to kind of um 
kind of like he keeps being saying that he's frustrated and not being put in the world-class category he's definitely a rung below you know Lewandowski Harry Kane Benzema in my eyes anyway a lot of people might disagree I think those I think past two like, years he's in that conversation I think he's in that conversation but like <sighs> I understand it's a title that's given out over the course of many years and they've done it longer and that's where that comes in and there's been you know hit or miss campaigns in the, within the Champions League for me, my question is this before we move on to some of the other Italian news. Chelsea now. Say City's only move is Grealish. Right? And, and Kane. It's surely. You you think that's okay. So I right. think I think I think they're both gonna go. Okay, okay. So then so then we put it there. It's easily Chelsea and City fighting for this title. City favorites. Make that clear. But what is the ceiling now for Chelsea with that? This takes a lot I mean, of pressure off Timo Werner. Compete, I think Timo Werner is going to the title, right? They have to. They have to. They you have make to an compete. investment like that, you have to. Kai Havertz is yeah. going to be that much better. Mason Mount's going to be better. Like these younger guys, that midfield is still strong. Defensively, listen, they're 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 making moves around there. Thiago Silva's a little bit older. Mendy's still strong, short up. Tuchel gets a full year though. That's the real thing about it, right? So for me, City still favorites. I think I think anything less than second place for Chelsea is an absolute failure in the Premier League. I think Liverpool are going to come back strong. I think they're going to be good this season. Um, I think I I think I'll personally I'll tell you what it is right now. So we get this for a potential clip for ninety minute football. <laughs> City, Chelsea, Liverpool, United. That's my top four. City, Chelsea. Okay, okay. I mean, look, you know, you could alternate three. United though, right? Like. Sancho, Varane, if they can keep Pogba and get a central midfielder. I don't trust that... Cavani over the course of a full season like that as their main goal scorer. <sighs> I, just, I need more goal scoring. But remember, they do have Rashford who scores a lot of goals. And Sancho How healthy will is he? Goals. I'm not sure, but like, let's look at the stats, right? What did Rashford get last season? If Greenwood makes it's, a quality it's, it, and leap. Like, like look, yeah, Marcus goal. Rashford, last season, how many goals and assists do you think he had in the league? Um, he had over one. Yeah, 20, 20 goals and assists in 33 starts, which is, yeah, I think, yeah. pretty good. I, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. And so then he had that bad him, ailing back injury towards the yeah. end of the season. And then you've got Sancho, who's a walk-in double-double, 10 and 10. <laughs> you think and, it's a guarantee um, for that adjustment immediately? No, I don't think it's guaranteed. But you've got Bruno Fernandes. You've got Cavani, who's going to score 12 to 15. You've got Pogba, who's going to score 5, 6, 7. There's goals in that team. I've got to be, gotta be honest with you. The biggest X factor is Rashford and Greenwood. Yeah. That's and fine. I get a combined 20, 25 goals from them. If I can't, and, and I'm talking like that's the added pressure now with United, where you have a player like Greenwood who maybe might need another year or two, but you need it now. You know what I'm saying? So I'm interested to see it because I really like him. I think he's really good. And I think they're going to deploy him as a nine. Mm, let's see. Let's see. So what was the other news that we needed to get to? Um, Romero to Spurs. So, 50 million euros, 5 million euro bonuses, right? I think this is a very good move for Spurs. A lot of money. And you know what's, like, funny to me? How, so like, how good is he? Because, I mean, a lot of people have been, like, Serie A Defender of the Year. No, but... no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He wasn't even better than Simon Pierre last year, in my opinion. Yeah. In my opinion, no. He was not. They didn't have a better defense than Milan. And the funny thing was, Kier was doing this without... With rotating partners, 
He had Pierre Kalulu, who never had a professional debut in his career, played center back. He had mm-hmm. Romagnoli, who was off a terrible season. Fukayo Tomori, adjusting to a new league, and came in January. That's who he had, and he played better. Wasn't better than any of the three inter-defenders. Probably, you could say he's better than Bonucci last year. Delict, but even then, Hubei's defense was still phenomenal. If you, look, if you look at the goals allowed. For me, Romero was like a top six, top seven defender within the league last year. And we're talking about... Is you know, this going to make a big difference for for Spurs? Is he, better in their defense. Than, <laughs> is he better than Toby Alderweireld as a center? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I think so. I think so. I think so. I think, I think he, was, he was really good in Copa America when he was playing as well. He's very young. Okay. Um, and listen, isn't it telling Pet when the director for Spurs used to be the director for Juve and he let this player go for 18 million euros and then goes back to another club and buys him for 55 million euros? I think it's telling that he knew he fucked up because he does fuck up a lot. Um, I'm not saying this is going to be one of those, but I, I, you have to do it. I, I don't think it's a, a it's not a strong defense. I uh, do. I say this all the time. I don't like Spurs defense at all. I really mm. don't. Hugo Lloris is, is aging as well. I think he's got another year. Man, yeah. Like, dude, I don't even, I don't even think he starts at the world cup for France. I'll tell you right now. I mean, he's going to have, he's going to have a lot of, a lot of goalkeepers breathing down his neck, doesn't he? So, I mean, Mike Magnon. Uh, let's see. Mike Magnon. You know, who knows? Alban Lafon. <laughs> Uh, I think I think the price could have been a little too much, but again, this is just genius by Atalanta, and I think we should also mention that they're getting Demiral on loan with option to buy and pet for thirty million euros, twenty five. Oh wow, that's great! Fantastic, fantastic. With the if option, he can stay though. fit. That's an amazing. Yeah, he has to stay fit, and the other rumored player to go in there is uh, Lovato. Lovato from Verona, as we saw Adrian uh, quote De- Demi Lovato would be the the center back pairing for uh, Atalanta. But for me, seven out of ten transfer for Spurs because it's a lot of money. He had one truly great season, although he's been hyped up for a while, and and he's been rated like that. But again. Like it's a lot of money, and at the same time, how much better do Spurs, do Spurs get from this? Ah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Not not amazingly better is the, the no. true answer, isn't it? Do you know about Kyle George before we wrap up? <laughs> yes, I want to know all about him because he's very highly rated in Brazil, isn't he? But I literally have no idea about him. He's n- okay. So. He's an interesting litmus test player. Did, wasn't right? some, didn't someone try and buy him for like twenty million euros last summer? Um, I don't know about last summer, but Benfica had a higher offer on the table for Santos this summer. George obviously wanted to go to Juve over Benfica. Um, totally understandable. You get to learn under Cristiano Ronaldo. Like, how could you not want to do that? Um, he can nab a Portuguese uh, passport as well, so that that helps with uh, Juve's transfer there. Um, get the money up front. He landed today in Italy. His numbers aren't particularly great. He's more of a poacher-style type player. It came down between Milan and them. Milan wanted to wait because his contract was expiring in January. They also didn't want to pay the agent commissions. Juve has no problem doing agent commissions for the most part. Listen, it's very, it's very fascinating to see what Juve is doing in this market. And Pet 
if the relationship between Agnelli and Sheffrin wasn't strained like this, I think Locatelli would have been done to Juve. Mm. I will say well, that. I mean, I mean, the way that the deal is being proposed is, is quite piss take, though, isn't it? Like, alone, Loan then 5, five million, million euros, euros, then yeah. 15, then 20 or whatever. Like, I mean, they, and they want 35 plus 5 over two years. Like, I think... It's not a it's not a stupid thing to ask for, isn't it? Like no, um, it's not. I, it's totally fair for for like a breakout this. player in 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 the Euros, and also a player that has statistically been one of the top top players in Europe in his position, considering who he played for. I mean, it's not a high fee at all, forty million euros. So, yeah, it shows the situation that they're in. And the funniest thing is that a team that has been ripped and ridiculed for financials the most has been Milan. Well, Interesting that, one for you. A couple couple hours ago, Inter could mm-hmm. seek a move for Arsenal's Alexander Lacazette if they have trouble signing Duvan Zapata or Vlahovic. So there you go. Keep an eye on that right, one as what well. I say? Right, Come on, right. let's go, let's go, let's go. Bellerin and Lacazette for like um, Bellerin and Lacazette. Oh, oh, real quick. Go on. Shaka staying renewing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Thoughts? I mean. The pool I mean, of Mourinho look, isn't as strong of a pool as we thought. I mean, I it it's wasn't. not the pool. It's the fucking piss take bids, isn't it? 30 million, 30 million pounds. Is it's fucking Roma coming in with a derisory, a, man. With, with it's a, a derisory bid. I mean, I don't agree. Like, the thing is, right, a lot of people will say giving him a contract until that time is stupid. The thing is, though, he is a human. And <laughs> if you say to him, look, Granite Xhaka, I want, to, I want you to stay like we don't like Roma aren't stumping up the money and we want you to be a core part of this team as the second slash third choice central midfielder at Arsenal for the next three to four years you can't then he can't then go okay well if you believe me in that much I've got two years left on my deal how can I be confident in Arsenal and vice versa you give him a new deal you keep him on side he's one of the leaders of the dressing room he is captains on occasions when Aubameyang isn't playing I think the thing is if Let's say Arsenal finish their transfer window with James Madison or uh, Odegaard and a striker like, you know, Tammy Abraham and Lautaro Martinez. You kind of look at it overall as a, as a decent window. Um, maybe another central midfielder, who knows? But realistically, Arsenal are only playing in three competitions next summer, in next season. So, yeah. And, and he's the ever-present. He's the guy that never gets injured. He's always there. He's always available when he's not the problem at Arsenal. A lot of people are saying, like, why are we renewing the contract to the players that have got got us eight? Because, because like, you know what it is? I And, just, and I root for teams like this over here in America. It's just when you see a player's name linked to – or a player's name is linked to a certain era, right? And that yeah. era is a down era in Arsenal's recent history. Yeah. They see Xhaka staying. They think, okay, we're going to be stuck in that era still. Which isn't necessarily true, right? So I, I think that's the issue with it. I think a lot of the fans still don't think you're taking a major leap in quality overall. Um, but again, there's still another month left in the window for a reason, Pet. So um, hmm. until then, all that stuff gets wrapped up. There's been a lot more movement. I expect a lot more movement within the coming weeks. Ligon back this weekend. Um, plug your stuff, brother. At Pet Barisha on Twitter, P-E-T-B-E-R-I-S-H-A. Yeah, um, and you can follow uh, Matt on Twitter. His handle is in the description, just in case you forget, at Matt underscore Santangelo. The guy took a hiatus, and he still got like 100 followers. 
I despise <laughs> that man. Um, but no, seriously, go and follow him there. Make sure to vote for us in the FCAs. Uh, what you have to do is in the description as well. Um, we are a part of the 90 Minute Football Podcast Network, um, which is always great to see. Hopefully we get nominated for uh, Best International Podcast. I think we have another week or so to go uh, mm-hmm. in terms of the nomination uh, part. You can follow me on Twitter at Martino Puccio. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff happening, getting closer and closer. Just 20 three days away from the Champions League group stage draw. So I'm very excited to see Milan back in there. Um, Other than that, you could listen to some walking.